0: Welcome into to Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We are riding high yesterday. The Eagles won last night. That's all that matters. Big win for the Eagles. The Miami Dolphins were exposed, and you can't teach that. Bada boom. Man, the people in the room, welcome in to Ride the Line. Grant, are you riding on a Monday? Absolutely, Rod and Tanner. If you'll
1: excuse me, that was me taking a deep sigh of relief because we said the Miami Dolphins—they look good until you put them under the bright lights. You know, the Dolphins haven't beaten a team with a winning record yet this season. They—they they look amazing. I put out a tweet, got some got some Mac Jones fans upset, but I said, you know, the Dolphins look pretty great when they play Brandon Staley, Mac Jones, Bryce Young. But all of a sudden, you throw them out there against the Bills, you throw them out there against the Do- the Eagles. They don't look so great. So, huge win for the Eagles, covered with ease, uh, and I know a lot of America was on the Eagles spread, so shout out to the Eagles.
0: I don't understand it at all. Like The the Miami opponents, I, they said this on the broadcast last night, the Dolphins' opponents were 5-24, and 24, and the Dolphins' defense is still one of the worst in the NFL going against those teams, so I don't understand what all the hype is around the Miami Dolphins. I've been saying this for a long time. Mac Jones picked up a win yesterday big for him I wish the Patriots would have lost yesterday call me a fake fan I don't care I want them to tank to get a quarterback because what's it matter if we beat the Bills now it's it for pride who cares it doesn't matter like these we're not making the playoffs so that, I wonder, that, a,
1: that was a loss for both teams. The, the Patriots, you know, to your point, everything you said, you lose draft position. Mac Jones was really good. You know, credit where credit is due. Got the second fourth quarter comeback of his entire career, which is kind of crazy. But shout out to Mac, twenty-five of thirty over two hundred yards, two touchdowns, fourth quarter comeback. Really good game from him. But it was a loss because of the draft situation, and that was a major loss for the Bills. I mean, we talk about on the show the Bills are really hot and they're really cold. Well, this is three straight weeks where they have been really bad like where are the bills actually at are they going to lose this division to the jets perhaps the dolphins are probably going to win it can the jets overtake them the way things are going it's not out of the question
0: josh allen sucks like he's not good either he he forgot how to play football he throws to the first pick of the game that he threw i don't know if you saw this one uh, yeah, it was yeah, he just so bad
1: he just, just soft tossed it out into a zone like where his receiver wasn't even at
0: those are the throws that make people think football is rigged Josh Allen, you just made a throw that makes people think football is great. Like you just threw it up to the defense. You suck. All right. So then what else happened? The Buccane- I cashed out of my Buccaneers future bet. And here's why. Not you cashed like out I-, of your future bet. <laughs> I got I got the same amount of mo- so I got the same amount of money that I put in. But I- I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this team. They suck too. But here's the th- here's what my thinking is. So I got it at plus 370. All right. It was plus 350. So they're getting the, the the time to cash out is now because they're giving you the money back. Once it goes above that, you're not going to get it back. And I figure when they do lose the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night, it's going to be plus 450. So I can always get back in for it for a better price. um So that's why I cashed out. Not like I don't believe in them, but I really don't believe in them. Baker, you had so many chances yesterday. The defense, the defense forced three turnovers, and you still lost um it forced I,
1: three turnovers in scoring positions like Desmond Ritter, Ritter tried to hand them the, the game end
0: zone. he fumbled through yeah. the end zone and you still lose the game like that was bad because well, that was good for me because I had Buccaneers in a teaser so if it wasn't for that fumble they don't hit the teaser the first leg of it and then the Eagles catch it at night so that was interesting anything else happening yesterday well I mean you...
1: we were talking about on Friday's no, show um, this, they, one, we've hit. More. we've hit huh
0: Jordan Love, you uh, are you oh, suck. Dude. You are so bad.
1: So I haven't even told you about this. So uh I, I put um well we've talked about the benefits of live betting before. If you're if you're a sharp better and if you're watching the games, live betting honestly is probably the easiest way to get your hits. I put down a live parlay, fifty dollars on the Steelers money line and the Packers money line. The Steelers were down seven and the Packers were down thirteen. Put down a live money line parlay on both of them to win $1,000. Steelers win their game. Packers are winning. Then, you know, all of a sudden they're down two points, but they're driving down the field. They get to like third and two, but then that was the play where there was the holding. So it's backed up to third and 20. And I'm thinking, all right, this is four down territory. Let's get it to like fourth and seven, fourth and eight. We'll be good. Jordan Love throws a punt. With the game in balance and my thousand my thousand dollars on the line, he just throws a pop fly into double coverage in the pivotal moment of the game and the Broncos pick him off and win. Jordan Love is that there are so many bad quarterbacks in the league right Justin now. Justin oh well he's, i mean okay he's Compa- terrible i'm too. talking about actually bad joe justin herbert's bad for what he should be but actually bad bryce young is terrible uh uh tyson Bajant, you know what great win for you but terrible justin fields terrible jimmy garoppolo terrible jordan love terrible there are so many awful quarterbacks in the league right now
0: justin herbert i so i had i did one of those like fandal boosts again yesterday the you know, double your money kind of thing. Like, okay, if Mahomes throws two touchdowns and Herbert throws two touchdowns, we go in the half. Mahomes already throwing us two touchdowns. So Thank get that three at the half. Herbert had one, and he didn't even, they didn't score a point in the second half. He threw a pick on the goal line, and then they didn't even get a first down. And then he threw a pick at the, he sucks. All these quarter, I'm, Grant, give me a second here. Let me pull up a, let me, let me pull this up. I'm, I'm going to pull up a list of NFL teams. I'm going to go through them real quick. I need to, I need to do this. I need to do this. Arizona Cardinals. All right, uh, Josh Dobbs, give an effort. Kyler Murray's not even on my list. Lamar's playing really well right now. I'll By the way, that.
1: Josh Dobbs might be better than Kyler Murray.
0: He is, and he's also can see the line of scrimmage, so that helps. Uh, <laughs> Desmond Ritter, you are atrocious. You literally <laughs> tried to give the game away. Josh Allen, you forgot how to play football. Carolina Panthers and my little guy Bryce Young should be in daycare. My Since, little guy, Joe Burrow, I still love you, Joe, but you have not played well this year. Justin Fields, I don't bad. Tyson badgeants better than you. Cleveland Browns, Deshaun, getting a massage right now. Dallas Cowboys, Dak doesn't perform with the lights on. Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, you're bad. Jared Goff, you were horrendous yesterday. Couldn't even get a first down. Houston Texans, CJ Stroud, you're pretty good. Green Bay, Jordan Love, you suck. Indianapolis, I'd rather have uh, – what's his name with the Gardner? mustache in there? I'd rather have Gardner than uh, than the other guy. Um, Anthony rich. Anthony Richards is a good fan. He's a good fancy quarterback. Rich,
1: Richardson, sure. does, Richardson does promise. We'll, we'll see yeah, where he's But at. he's going to get
0: hurt every freaking game. Like um, my hopes are not high. Los Angeles Rams with Stafford. You're not good either. Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor. I like you. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Kirk cousins. You have no talent. Kansas <laughs> city. Geez. Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, you're good. Patrick uh, Derek, the Derek Carr should be playing in the XFL right now. Jimmy G should be coaching high school football. Daniel Jones, I'd rather have uh, Tyrod. Whatever, Tyrod. Taylor. Tyrod Taylor
1: is legitimately better than Daniel Jones. He is.
0: No, he is. Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert. You are. You th- people think you're good. You're just as bad as your head coach. Philadelphia Eagles. J- J- uh, Justin. Jalen. Oh, Jalen. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Like sometimes it makes sense why you got benched at Alabama. Miami Dolphins. Tua. You're not good. Um, you have fast receivers. San Francisco. Brock Purdy really let me down last week buddy mac jones you'll be playing you'll be a backup next year gino smith okay i like zach wilson i'm gonna be honest he's not good but he's gonna give me a freaking effort baker you they they gave you the ball three extra times yesterday and you couldn't win kenny pickett you wear gloves on your hands get out of here Washington Commanders, your your guy Sam Howell, did they they lost yesterday because he didn't show up till the fourth quarter? I said
1: I, I put out a tweet. You know when you're playing career mode as a player and you and no matter how good you are, you start at like a sixty overall. I said Sam Howell is like Josh Allen at the start of a career mode.
0: I agree. I, I don't I don't mind that take. And then Ryan Tannehill, the Titans have literally drafted two top quarterbacks the past two seasons because you're that bad. They need two to replace you. And neither one of them can get on the field. Neither one of them can get on the field. Um, So that was my, that was my, like, who's good. Nobody's good in college. Nobody's good in the NFL. Like nobody's good. Like I'm like, this is like a legitimate discussion because the fact of the matter is these, no, I want it more than the teams I'm betting on. And that's a problem. Okay. (laughs) I want it more. I had all the stats line up, the matchups line up, and then these teams go out and they don't even feel like playing football. It's a problem. Same thing in college. It's worse in college.
1: Yeah. I mean, going into this week, we we're talking about how we've hit that point in the season where it's hard to find. You're not going to spot obvious edges against the sports books. There's not going to be lines where you go, that's just objectively wrong. Like the sports books have got a handle on where things are at. And you look at some of these results the Browns were giving up the third fewest yards per game since 1970. And they gave up 456 to the Colts and they give up 38 points. Like the Patriots beat the Bills. Um, to, to I mean, the one team that looked incredible was the Ravens. They they yeah. were outstanding. Lamar, uh, I want to make sure I get his numbers right. 357 passing yards, another 36 rushing yards, four total touchdowns, a QBR of 95. Like they looked amazing, but other than that, just weird results left, right, and center, all over the place. Um, I mean we talked about Jordan Love. Uh, we talked about the Chargers. The, the Dolphins were disappointing. Yeah, just just a tough week for most of the betting public.
0: Yeah. Books did a books did a good job this week. But anyways, we got a big Monday night football game tonight. This team is good, even though they're coming off a loss. And I think if they lose tonight, they're no longer good. But the San Francisco 49ers will travel to Minnesota to face the Vikings. Six and a half point favorite. Total set at 43. Grant. Give me a, give me a, you either get a straight bet in this game. So spread or total, what are you taking and why?
1: I would probably, you know, I look at the spread, the six and a half points. It's a primetime matchup. Kirk Cousins in primetime, obviously a major concern. And the Vikings are down Justin Jefferson. Their offense looks pretty terrible without him uh, the last time we saw them, which isn't a surprise because Justin Jefferson is pretty much that entire team. Where I would have a little bit of hesitation is, you know, despite Brock Purdy being excellent against the spread, or at least the Niners being excellent against the spread when Purdy's there. Debo looks like he's not going to be playing. McCaffrey's questionable. I assume he's Going to go, but probably be limited in some capacity, or maybe he takes a hit and he has to come out of the game. He's playing with an oblique tear, that's what they're calling it. And um, never had the pleasure myself, but I can't assume it's very pleasant. Long story short, McCaffrey's not going to get 100 percent of his normal workload, and it's it's an unfamiliar sort of opponent, you know, you don't see the Vikings all the time, so. I would probably still lean 49ers minus six and a half, but I don't love love it. My favorite play is probably the under 43, 43 and a half. Um, maybe if you're building a parlay, you want to take that up just a little bit, too, and then still go with the under. I think it's close game all around, but probably be leaning under, probably leaning 49ers.
0: I agree with that. I would lean 49ers minus six and a half. I would lean towards the under a primetime game here. Bottom line is 49ers defense is going to have to go out and win this game for them. I think they have the capability to do that without Justin Jefferson in the lineup for Minnesota. Alexander Madison has not done anything. The Vikings have not run the football effectively. I like Kirk Cousins. I know I said whatever I just said about it. like he's, said he's he's not that, talented. He's not. He isn't. He's he's okay. Like he's he's good enough to do something. He just throws the ball. It's like he, he's a Madden quarterback. He's just going to throw the ball down the field and it might hit sometimes. So I don't, I don't hate Kirk Cousins. I liked him in quarterback. So I was a little mean to him there, but again, I don't think this, this Minnesota Vikings team can compete with the San Francisco 49ers. If the defense comes out and plays good football and if Brock Purdy looks halfway decent, I do think Christian McCaffrey is going to play tonight. I think he's going to where It's one of those games you don't think he's going to play. And then he's going to have 95 yards rushing. That's kind of like the night that I feel like he's going to have.
1: So speaking of running backs for the 49ers, one of my favorite player props from this game. Uh, One I do like, I do like TJ Hawkinson to go over in his receiving yards. Just said about 50. I feel like he's going to be able to do that. He hit 50 last week. Um, He was very much the focal point of the offense without Jefferson. But a play that I do like, and I like it a lot because of the value, is Jordan Mason as an anytime touchdown score. He's third in the 49ers depth chart. But you look at last week, he got five carries against the Browns. The guy who's second in the depth chart is Elijah Mitchell. He only got two carries Um, And Mitchell has much better odds than Mason does this week. So, again, more value there for Mason. And Mason scored a touchdown in each of the last two weeks with McCaffrey, you know, assuming he's going to play, but probably not 100% capacity. I feel like this is a decent play for the value.
0: I like that play. I'm going to go with George Kittle over 47 and a half receiving yards. I don't think besides Sam Laporta. I think he was one of the only tight ends that I like was betting on yesterday that didn't have a good day. The majority of the tight ends had a great day on National Tight End Day. So it's only right to lean towards a tight end night. Kittle, up and down, very up and down. He's only gone over this number twice. He's had a 90-yard game and a 67-yard game. He does it with big catches. So another thing that you might want to look at is his long reception total tonight. Which I don't have in front of me right now. Let me see. Player longest receptions, George Kittle, 18 and a half. Like that's kind of what he's done this year. Long catch, he's had 29 and 38 in the games that he's gone over the total. So that's something to look at. But with no Debo Samuel in there tonight, Christian McCaffrey being limited, that's two huge components of their offense. Brock Purdy is not a downfield passing threat. We've seen it. Uh, we saw it last week i guess he can make throws but when he's under pressure i think we're going to see a lot of dump offs to george kittle tonight and see what he can do with his legs so i'm going to lean towards george kittle national tight
1: end day it's only right do you think the tight ends actually play better because it is national tight ends day because well, i texted my buddy about that i said these the tight ends are killing it today
0: mark andrews had two touchdowns he looked really good um kelsey
1: had 150 he, yards in the first half
0: you played great so yeah a I would think so. I, I, Sam Laporta, I did the – again, I did a little parlay. Sam Porta came through for me, but he didn't look good. Like, the Lions just didn't look good in general, so it can't necessarily fault him. But Gisicchi, Kelsey,
1: Mike Gasicki caught the, the Mac Jones touchdown at the end of the game. Darren Waller had, like, his best Darren game Waller, as of the Giants.
0: At, at him, yeah, he was fantastic. He was
1: Yeah, awesome. Kyle Pitts had that crazy left hand behind the back, pinned it on his butt catch.
0: and won the game for him, put him in field goal range.
1: Yep. who i who i mean just really good day for tight ends across the board like i said uh Goddard got the Eagles scoring early um just a good day for tight ends
0: Kittle was one of the people that invented national tight end day i think too right
1: i don't know i don't know that story
0: which tight end i thought he was on like the board of tight end day people
1: i've never heard this before so you, you're teaching me something if that's the case
0: if he did and he doesn't if you're not betting him to catch touchdown tonight that's a problem all right George Kittle up and down, the set. George Kittle proclaimed his teammates that it was National Tight Ends Day. It's a holiday. If he doesn't, if he does, that's right from the NFL Hall of Fame website. If he doesn't catch a touchdown and go over 47 and a half yards, say tight end day is canceled.
1: <laughs> Let's see. Uh, George Kittle, anytime touchdown score, plus 155.
0: Okay. So if he doesn't do that and go over 47 and a half yards, I don't know. It's like, I can't, like, this is, it's the script. The you know what? I'm making
1: I'm making a tight end parlay right now.
0: Every tight end parlay yesterday would have hit. Like, wasn't it? Wasn't even it? Wasn't even a sweat with the tight ends yesterday. So I mean, if if the guy who invented National Tight End Day doesn't show up and feel like playing on that it, again, National Tight End was Sunday. National Tight End Day was Sunday. It's National Tight End Day week. It's Monday night. Your prime time. You better step up, George Gettle. All
1: right. Let's see, George. All right. 49ers money line George Kittle touchdown George Kittle over 47 and a half receiving yards George Kittle over three and a half receptions plus 450 as a parlay
0: the three and a half reception scares me a little bit because he's only gone over that one time I will take that out it's still 380. yeah I would do that because even in the game he had 67 yards against Dallas he only caught three passes so 3371 he
1: caught three passes in those three touchdowns (laughs) yeah
0: you're right good point he's a George Kittle is a – he's going to – this is going to be George Kittle's outline night. Two targets, one catch, six yards. <laughs> I
1: don't, it's, it's honestly criminal that they don't utilize him more in the passing game because like, when he doesn't produce, it's not his fault. They just don't throw him the ball. But not he is such an ball. amazing blocker, too, that they're able to run so well.
0: What Brock Purdy are we gonna to see tonight? Are we gonna see, you know, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, or are we gonna see a starting quarterback? Well, Brock
1: Purdy's not that good. It's like that, that's the thing. Brock Purdy is not I understand that people say you can't criticize him because he hasn't made mistakes. And it's not criticizing. It's just objectively saying, I mean, like, we say about Tua. No, no, we, when we talk about Tua, we talk about, well, Mike McDaniel's a genius. And he has Tyree Killen. He has Jalen Waddell. I mean, look at the fact that David, Devin A-Chain is averaging 12 yards per carry and most are averaging like eight or whatever it was. It's as, as the byproduct of the system. Like, sure, Brock Purdy's not the worst quarterback in the league. Maybe he's about the 15th-ish best quarterback, but when you're playing with one of the best offensive lines in the league. When you have a first-team All-Pro at every single position and a guy that's regarded as the best head coach in football, then you know what? My opinion of you, I'm not going to look at you and say, yes, you are the reason this team works. No, I, you could put anybody with McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and Trent Williams, and they would probably look pretty decent. They got to a Super Bowl Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo is one of maybe the seven worst quarterbacks in the league.
0: Jimmy was mid when that when he got into the Super Bowl. I will give him that. He was mid. He was he was like where Brock Purdy is. I would say. I think the thing about Brock Purdy, like when he was playing against the Cowboys and he was making every throw, and people were like, "Oh, this, this MVP candidate." When you look back at the game, like they were doing whatever they wanted on offense, and Dallas was deflated at that point. Like, he, he made some really nice throws, but it's like they had no pass rush. Dallas didn't feel like playing. They were up by two scores, three scores. Like, it's easier to throw the football when you're up. It's like pitching with the lead in baseball. If you go out in the first inning as a starter and you got a five-run lead, it's much easier to pitch.
1: Yeah, he, he was very good in that Cowboys game, too. That was probably the best game of his career, in my opinion. But, like, up until, up until uh, that Browns game, he'd trailed for a total of less than three minutes in the fourth quarter in his entire career. So then, all of a sudden, you look at the Browns game, and I understand that McCaffrey and Debo are out, but at, what is, I mean, you're still, you've got the best coach in football. You still got an amazing offensive line. You've still got Ayuk. You've still got, you still got Kittle. Like, you, that's a lot of talent around you. It's just not far and away the best level of talent in the entire league. And as I mean, soon as that happened, he goes 12 of 27, under 25 yards, one touchdown, one pick. I know he put them in position to score at the end of the game, but that was after he threw the ball directly to a Browns corner who dropped a pick. And it was after they got bailed out by a pass interference call, which helped them get a first down. So
0: I will say, I will say this last thing I'll say the bottom line, the 49ers, Brock Perry might not be good, whatever. They should be undefeated right now because, in the words of the great Urban Meyer, your job is to effing kick the ball. You're an effing kicker. Make your effing kick. Your job is to kick your like that's like that's the bottom line the kicker blew the game
1: yeah I mean I mean I don't disagree with you there he definitely should have made it what was it 40 42 yards something he like that? He, up, to...
0: he missed two 40 yarders like he had a terrible day
1: and they drafted him too uh, early I think he was like third or fourth round they drafted this guy
0: yeah the great the, the great Urban Meyer kick <laughs> like your job is to kick
1: I don't know if Urban that's how I would
0: describe Urban Meyer Urban was pumped up this weekend for the Ohio State-Penn State game on the Fox Big Noon kick. You know, Urban's done some crazy stuff, but he's still, like, the guy.
1: He's still in the national media. Oh, for though. sure. For, right. I mean, if one of these big schools, like, you know, had an opening, Urban Meyer is not that, like, he's up there on the guys who would call oh, to come yeah. take over.
0: He's getting in it. He's on a short list, for sure. He yeah. still loves it. You can tell. He loves it. His job, like, but, again, kicker's job. Kick the ball. That's a great – it's a great – it's a great quote from Urban. It's great. Their job is – to
1: kick. been kicking him in the leg when he's told him that, though.
0: But their job is to kick. He's not right, like
1: he, he was just reminding him what it looks like. He was just kicking him like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do.
0: Well, maybe if Urban was there kicking this guy's leg, maybe he would have made the kick. I don't know. Jobs to kick. But anyways, that was a fun ride the to line today. We will be back tomorrow. We're going to do a Tuesday episode talking about NBA opening night, and then we're going to be back on Thursday doing Thursday night football and then Friday talking about the weekend. I think the World Series starts Thursday night, too. So maybe we can sprinkle that in a little bit. Oh, you
1: want to tell the people your picks for, for the games?
0: Oh, yeah. So today, I don't really love laying the points with Niners. I would lean towards that. But this is what you should do. Take the Phillies. They don't lose at home. Parlay them. With the Niners on the money line, I think that's the safest play. If Arizona beats Philly tonight, whatever, I'm content. Like if I lose the parlay, because that I'm content because Phillies are a much better team. They're at home; the place can be rock, and they have a chance to close out a series. You don't. If you're Philadelphia, you don't want to go to Game Seven with Arizona because that's when they're dangerous. You need to finish it tonight. I think we're going to see that. And then the Niners, while they could cover, I like them to probably cover the spread. I'd rather have them on a money line to parlay. And the way the games are set up, five and eight, this was meant for you to place a parlay tonight.
1: Yeah, by the way, uh, San Francisco 49ers money line minus 300. Probably don't want to place that Phillies money line minus 190. Probably don't want to place that parlay plus 105. That's pretty money. good value for
0: it. double your money. Yep. Double your money. Anyways, that was ride the line. The greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. We will see you on Tuesday for another episode. Make sure you smash that subscribe button and we'll see you tomorrow.